in the suburbs of Gotham City is the home of Bruce Wayne. Only the faithful Alfred knows what lies beneath the house. Those relentless crusaders for law and order, Batman and Robin. Welcome to the latest installment of the Dork Knights, the podcast that the internet deserves, but not the one it needs. As usual, I am your host, MB, and joining me is my protector of the rot, my king of the deep, the homeless to my Moriarty, and the Moriarty to my homes, the Bogus Birdman. Good afternoon, sir. Indeed. How are you, how are you this fine afternoon? Uh, I'm pretty good, actually. I woke up, um, I felt energized. Like, I had a full night's sleep for once. Uh, what about you? Yeah, uh, I've had a pretty good uh, day. I spent most of the morning uh, doing uh, yard work, cutting some grass. Uh, it was, I've, it was... been doing, I've been doing Mexican work. <laughs> Except you're not nearly as lazy, and you, you don't really care for the taste of tequila. Although I do love tacos. Yeah, it's, it's weird when you think about it, because tacos are more of like... You know, you equate them with Mexicans, but at the same time, it's like Taco Bell is like never going to go out of business. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Taco Bell isn't Mexican. No, it's not. That's just that's American, like, son. It is. It's the meat. The meat they put in it is 100% American dog. Like the Pilgrims, we stole from another race, made it our own, and made it better. Yeah, of course. That's that's the white man's game. If you haven't noticed. Exactly. It's. Eventually, the world is just going to devolve into one big USA, where everyone conforms to our way of life. America, fuck yeah. That's what that's what Earth's going to be renamed. America, fuck yeah. Yeah. Good. Of and the fuck yeah soldiers. A... As a tagline, fuck you, Mars. <laughs> we got I don't a like war. Mars. We got a war with Mars. But there's nothing there, and we get there like, yeah, we kicked his ass. God damn it. It's like, it's a red planet, so it's a commie planet. Exactly. So, like it's it. full of, it's full of vampires. Yeah. Uh, 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 that's my Mars accent. <laughs> There's your Martian. Yeah. Oh, we want to eat space rocks. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah but enough dilly-dallying. Yes. Enough, enough of this silly bullshit. Bird. Yes. I like doing the podcast. Well, thank you. I feel touched by that. No, I, I was asking you if you like. Oh, oh, I thought you, I thought you were making a statement, not a question. You should have, you should have had more emphasis on the end. Do you like doing the podcast like that? You should have been less southern about it. I'm sorry, I wasn't listening. <laughs> but I only, only pay attention about half of what you say. But um, <laughs> and and saying half is generous. Yeah. Um. But do I like doing it? Of course, I like doing it. I mean, I'm here week in, week out. I mean, regardless of who. How many people listen, or actually, you know, how many people don't listen? Yeah. We don't yeah. even listen, shit. And plus, you get to get on your soapbox occasionally. Yeah, I get to get on my soapbox, and I get to uh, teach you about history, so <clears throat> that's always good. That's right, you get to educate my ass. Taking uh, you to school, one uh, podcast at a time. Yeah, two two bitter rivals at a time, and a bloody that's fist us. fights. This is. But um, the reason I ask is because you actually have somewhat of a <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you have somewhat of a real life experience that was kind of difficult to approach. Mm-hmm. 
when you think about it, it's it's not a very light subject matter, but we're nah. gonna try to make it light. Yeah. Well, what made me kind of think about this is because I think by the time this episode goes up, it should be about the time it happened uh, three years ago, back in two thousand nine. And what was the anniversary of it? Um, I was actually three years ago at the end of April. Uh, I believe it was April twenty ninth. 2009, um, I actually was a media witness at a execution. You watched a man die. I watched a man be put to death yeah. by the state of Georgia. And before anyone asks, uh, the method of death was lethal injection, correct? Yeah, I mean, that's lethal injection. That's pretty much going to be, nowadays, the only type of, like, anytime someone's executed, it's going to be lethal injection. You know, it used to be you had... Gas chamber and electric chair, but uh, and your firing squads, your yeah. hangings, your beheadings, drawn personal, and quartered. Personal was, favorite uh, was beheadings. Yeah, uh, you would be beheaded and they would put your head on a pike, not the sharp stick, but like a fish. If only they could do that to minorities, right? I I, I hope to live to see that world one day <laughs> when the whole world is America. Yes, but um. Yeah, uh, April 30th, 2009, this guy, um, his name was uh, William Mark Myers, and he was executed by the state of Georgia for uh, murdering a man. Now, before we get into this guy, mm-hmm. um, we should probably let everyone know like what you were doing to be able to okay. um, get, like, be party to an execution. Yeah, well, like, at the time, I was uh, working at a radio station in northeast Georgia. And uh, I was a news reporter, assistant news director. Okay. And uh, one day, I want to say it was about in March. Like March 1st, like the, the Georgia Association of Broadcasters, they sent out this big email. They said, hey, you know, for people like in the northeast Georgia region, we've got this execution happening. Um, bring friends. Yeah, bring friends, picnic, you know. <laughs> have a good time. Yeah. But uh, they said, we need media witnesses. Okay. And so if we have any volunteers, you know, go ahead. And everybody was like, oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's creepy, man. That's, you know, ugh. <laughs> see somebody killed, you know. But I was sitting there like, you know, as fucked up as it sounds, to go to something like that is one of the main reasons why I, be- I became, like, a news reporter. Because I wanted to do unusual things, you know. It's not, what's the point of doing something when all you're going to do is, like, get, like, at the time, all I was really doing was going to, like, city council meetings and covering those Oh, like yeah, we... Politicians and stuff. Yeah, you covered a uh, very interesting city council meeting where they got into a fight over um, chicken houses. Yeah, yeah, there was a four-hour meeting about chicken houses. Um, There was one meeting I went to where the guy got so mad the police had to escort him out. He was threatening to kick the mayor's ass and half the city council's ass up and down the town. <laughs> and But the city council meeting, sometimes, the most of the time they were born... Like nine out of ten times they were dull, but that one time that the shit went off was when you know it made it worth it. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much at the time that all I've been doing. And I seen this, you know, I was like, well, I mean, I, I volunteer. I was like, well, they probably ain't gonna pick me because I figured I wouldn't be the only one to to volunteer. But it turns out, of all the like media people in all the state or whatever, of all you know the radio people, um. I was the only one that volunteered. Really? 
Yeah, I, well, probably the northeast Georgia part, you know. Or I don't know if I was the one that volunteered, or maybe I volunteered first because I replied to the guy at the GAB right after um, he sent out the email. So it wasn't like it wasn't even like a real like how much consideration was in the decision. I don't know. I sat there for probably a good ten minutes deciding, you know. Yeah. If I should you, do it or not. Yeah, you also asked me. Um, yeah, yeah, that's right. I asked your opinion. Yeah, you asked you asked the opinion of an entire message board. Yes, exactly. My my home away from home. Yeah, and they all said you should you know you should see this man killed. Yeah, of course you know of course our friends of course are like uh, Roman gladiators. Kill, kill, kill death, death. Should he live or should he die? Chicken houses, chicken houses and nipples. Floaty, goddammit. it. If only, if only Schumacher was on that slab. <laughs> but um, for but crimes yeah. against humanity, <laughs> just for being Schumacher. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, I sent it. You know, I sent the guy the email. I said, all right, you know, I'd like to. And he's all right. Well, he sent me something back the next day. He said, okay, well, I'll be in touch. And you know, I didn't really. I said, okay, well, if you know, were, whatever happens, happens. They were doing a background check because, you know, you look yeah, an awful course. lot like a rampant serial killer calling himself the pig boy. <laughs> yes, uh, that, that's what I do. You're the pig boy, he has a snout and wears glasses. And, you know, mild man reporter Matt Johnson, he, <laughs> he, he has glasses. Oh, he doesn't wear glasses. So, you know, of course, that's not the same guy. Exactly. But, as, uh, as we firmly established, glasses are the perfect disguise. But, uh... I want to say, like, the 1st of April, I got this uh, email again. It was from the guy from the Georgia Association of Broadcasters. It was him, and it was this lady from the Georgia Bureau of Prisons. They sent one to me and three other guys saying, all right, you know, y'all have been chosen to be media witnesses at this execution. I don't like to. I'd like to think there was a screening process. Like they looked at your photo and they said to himself, "Yeah, he looked like he could. He's seen a couple deaths." <laughs> yeah, it was something about my glassy eyes and my <laughs> vacant stare. Yeah, your vacant stare. Um, the fact drool that you, coming out my mouth. Yeah, the fact that you have a swastika tattooed to your forehead. What well, you know, you know. Now that you mention that, if that had been the case, I probably wouldn't have gotten um, approved. And I'll explain probably later. But um, why? Because they they were fearing like you would start jacking off in the middle of the execution. Well, no, it's because the guy who was being put to death was a uh, rabid white supremacist. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um, no relation. But, no relation. No. Uh, thankfully, but uh, <laughs> anyway, they you know, around April they said you know y'all have been chosen. Um. Just wait for another email, you know, close to the date. You know, they set the date for, you know, April 29th. Or no, April 28th is when they said it. And so we got closer, and I was telling everybody, everybody was like, you really going to do that, you know? It's like, yeah, I mean, it's something unusual, something that I could tell people about one day. And, you know, three years later, hey, here we are. Yeah. I got a story out of it. Yeah, you know, when you told me the, that you were going to do it, like, it didn't occur to me, like, like, it would be a bad idea, because as much as as potentially, like, mentally scarring as it is, to me, it's like, okay, eventually, we all have to witness death. Yeah. Like, we're all going to witness death firsthand at some point. Yeah. It's just unavoidable, and, so... Yeah, and if you're going to witness it, I would say, 
it's witness better. It, yeah, witness it to, to somebody you don't care about. Somebody you don't care about, a complete stranger who you know was you know not a good guy. Rather be someone like him than like you know your grandfather dying in front of you. You know. Yeah. But uh, you know, it gets closer, and the prison I have to go to is like it's like. Uh, I can't remember the exact distance. It's about 100 miles away from where I was. It was a giant castle. Yeah, it was a giant castle um, in the Georgia swamplands. They had alligators outside. The guards, <laughs> they had alligators on leashes. Yeah, alligators. Well, actually, some of the guards were alligators. <laughs> they taught they, them how to walk yeah, they, talk. Yeah, they, they saw you in, you know, one of them had a mustache. <laughs> Mainly alligators. <laughs> Indeed. Um... But, uh, and so, you know, they told me all the protocol, you know, before you get there, you know, have your, have two forms of ID. You need to have your license and you need to have, uh, you need to have your Georgia, uh, press ID. Yes. Yeah. yeah your, your press ID. And so I think they'd already gotten my license. Cause I want to say I had to, I had to make a photocopy of my license and social security number and like fax it to them beforehand because that was probably for the background check yeah um and so all right it's april 28th the day that the excuse supposed to happen you know i've written stories about it and i've gotten the people like our radio station we were part of a chain there are like four other radio stations in northeast georgia uh, a couple in south carolina and a couple in north carolina that were part of our uh company so they were like an underground brotherhood type yeah um but so what I was going to do was I was going to give the story like I you know after I was doing I was going to email the story to the Northeast Georgia radios so they could you know they could get the story out of it. Yep. And so uh, you know they were waiting and so I, you know it was like the execution was scheduled for seven, so I had to go hundred miles so like I had to leave like it to make sure I had to be there on time. I think I had to get there by like four or four thirty or maybe it was five. Wait, so, you had to you had to get there by four? Yeah. Be, you know, because the you know we were the first people there. We the media witnesses were going to be the first people there. Yeah. Um, and like I, I'll kind of explain that a little, but uh, and so I left like at two o'clock, I think. Okay. Uh, I go through like Athens. Athens is you know a big city. It was nearby uh, where I w- was working at the time. Went through Athens. Went down the interstate and all this stuff. Went about a hundred miles. And I am about 15 miles from the prison when I get this phone call. I was like, you know, it was a late that lady who'd emailed me from the Georgia Bureau of Prisons. Mm-hmm. They had issued a stay of execution on the guy. They weren't going to execute him that day, and uh, I was 15 miles from the prison when I found this out. Spent uh, like, spent like two two and a half hours on the road. Yeah, at like two or. Like four in the morning, at that point. No, 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 no. This was no. It was it was in the afternoon is when he was gonna be killed. Not like you know in the morning. Oh, I thought I thought it was like you were going for like a seven a.m. execution. No, 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 no. See that I think that's something like the movies. You know they always talk about how you know, he gets executed at the stroke of midnight. No, that don't happen. <laughs> that's you know that's that's how I want to go out. On the stroke of midnight. Yeah, the stroke of midnight. I'm electrocuted to death. For, you know, fondling livestock. Well, yeah, down here that is a capital offense. Although, the funny thing is, it's not if you're married to the livestock. Yeah, I mean, if you propose and they accept, 
They'd, yeah, make an give, honest woman. Yeah, uh, they have to get three squeals of compliance, or so <laughs> I've heard. Yeah. Um. Anyway, we should probably move on. I I don't want to incriminate myself. Yeah. So, you were essentially almost there. Yeah, and in fact, when I found out about it, you know, the first thing, I, I, of course, I wasn't too pleased. Um, the first thing I did was let some language fly and slam the steering wheel in anger. And then you opened your trunk, you took out your bat and your barbed wire, you, and you went a-hunted. Yes, I went a-hunted. Out into the swamp. Because <laughs> um, there's got to be someone there. Yeah. Um, but, the you know, after all that, uh, what I did was I, dr- I kept on driving. I was like, so it was 15 miles away. I was like, you know what, fuck it. I've already come this far. I might as well go to the prison. You know, so that way when I come back, I know exactly where it's at. Okay. And so, you know, I come back. It was like God. It was like eight, eight, nine o'clock at night before I finally got back. Wow! And you know, you got an email saying, "All right, well, you know, the what happened was the reason the execution was stopped for that night was because uh, it was like uh, they did a final, you know, uh, review of his appeal, his final appeal, to make sure you know everything was, you know, if the if the uh, the board of parole pardons, I forgot what they're called." That's a board, and like you know, you see a movie and stuff like you know how the governor has the ability to call at the last minute. Yep. That may have been the case back in the day, but like now it's like you know, like you know, it's a board that has the governor appoints people to review cases and stuff, but he doesn't you know physically have the power to stop any execution anymore. Mm -hmm. But um, so they review the case and they set the time, the execution for the next day. You know, I'm just thinking to myself, if I was a governor, mm-hmm. I would totally stop it just to fuck with the prisoner. Like, or, no, 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 or, no, no. Or you're, would you're, probably even better is, like, to call and say, you know, this is the prison. This is the governor. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the wrong number. <laughs> Excuse me. Go, go about your business. <laughs> I can't. I was trying to dial dominoes. I'm sorry. <laughs> the numbers. There's like two numbers the same in y'all's uh, phone number, so I got it mixed up. I'm sorry. Um, by any chance, do you happen to have some like prison pizza? Yeah, some prison pizza. Well, we're about to have some. Um, mm, uh, no thanks. So how's how's your day been? Um, well, we're in the middle of an execution. We're kind of looking forward to killing this guy. Uh, all right, go ahead. I'm, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> you know, he's bored being governor. <laughs> I I just I just wanted someone to talk to. I govern all day and no one appreciates it. No, no, I it's like I sit here with my big my big desk and it's like my stack of bills and papers I have to sign. It's like where's the love? Yeah, where's the love? And I figured you as a mass executioner would know because you're you have a thankless job. Yeah. I mean whoever gives you any credit, man. You should start a union. It's like by that point they've just hang up. Hello, hello, damn. <laughs> I lose I lose the friendship of so many executioners that way. And then I go back to stamping my bills. <laughs> but um, so yeah, the uh, the execution got delayed April twenty eighth. Got delayed April twenty ninth. It was going to be you know pretty much the, you know one day over at the same time, you know, uh, everything was the same. Uh, like, yep. even though I didn't get anything out of it, I just wrote, you know, I was able to write another story saying that they 
delayed it to review the case, and you know they they reviewed it and said nope, no clemency, no you know they won't downgrade it to life in prison. He's dying. <laughs> and then they call you like <laughs> like five miles from the prison, saying ah, ah we, we changed our mind. God damn it! <laughs> Just fucking kill me now. <laughs> I'll jump up on the table. I want to see somebody die, even if it's me. You have a black guy there that you could just off. Like, nobody's going to miss him. Like, sir, that's that's wildly inappropriate. Ah. <laughs> Fine. Back to the drawing board. So, yeah, the next day, pretty much do the same. You know, I, I trot out 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I go to... What's kind of interesting is, like, both times that I went down to the prison... I stopped, like, I only made two stops anytime I was on the road. Like, first I ate at a Burger King. Got ate lunch at a Burger King. And then I, I went and used the bathroom at uh, this convenience store, like, maybe about 30 miles from the prison. And both, I mean, both times I made the trips, both times I come in to the same stores, uh, almost wearing the same, like, you know, I was, I was wearing, like, you know, uh, I was wearing, like, black slacks, a dark blue shirt, and, like, a tie. And every time I come in there, like, people, I was wearing pretty much the same thing, like I said, both times. I wonder if anyone ever noticed that. That, whoa, that guy's back in the same time, the same day, I mean, the same as yesterday, wearing the same clothes. Who the fuck is he? Like, I, I just got the weirdest sense of deja vu. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, you know, after that, I was never seen again. I wonder if, I wonder if that convenience store, they still talk about me. It's like, was, was he a time traveler? Did he come from the future where we all wear black ties? Or was he a god who just needed to take a piss? These are the things hmm. I'm wondering. I wonder. The legend of the man with the tie. <laughs> they post one in posters for you all over upstate like, Georgia. The guy who runs the convenience store, he's just out He's just out in front of the store waiting, watching. <laughs> one day he will be back. <laughs> and he'll need to use the restroom. And then I'll have him. <laughs> then I will. I will, I will discover the, the secret to his immortality. In his piss. <laughs> he has a cup ready. <laughs> or he just turns off the water at the toilet. <laughs> but, um, so, yeah, uh, I went back down, and this time, it was on. There was, no, was... You know, there was nothing they could do. But shit was on. The shit was on. It was on like Donkey Kong, um... So, you know, I pull up to the prison. Where the alligator guards, you know. Yeah, the alligator guards, they're eyeing me. <laughs> of course. You have my license and my Georgia ID, uh, my You're, press pass. You give the Klansman handshake. Yeah, so they know I'm tight. <laughs> um, and so they wave me in to the prison. The actual prison... Is what I guess it makes sense because you know it's a fucking prison, but the prison is like two miles down the road, yeah. and you got this long, winding road leading up to the gate. Okay. And it, like I said, you know it's fucking prison. The interstate was like, I mean seriously, from the gate you could see the interstate like it was maybe a quarter of a mile like right to your left. I mean if a prison prisoner escaped and got in the car, he would be on the interstate and halfway. You know, to Florida before you blink. Yep. But uh, you know, maybe not the best idea to build a prison on the interstate. But I, what I know, you know. Yeah, I mean, you're only a lowly, immortal, time traveling man. Yes. Yes, that's all I am. That's all I ever claimed to be. <laughs> exactly. 
But, uh, so yeah, they waved me into this, like, staging area, this grass area, and they told me, hey, wait, you know, till I think I'd gotten there about 4 o'clock, and, you know, I, over, I was about an hour early, to tell the truth. <laughs> um, but that's how I always am. I'm always, anytime, especially with something big like this, where they say, be on time. I'm always very early. Anytime that anything, you know, I have to be on time for anything. I always show up at least 10 minutes early to anything that's important. Okay. I've hardly ever and been even, late. And even, like, things that are unimportant. Yeah, exactly. Just, that's just how I am. I like to be early. Yeah. Like, like when you tried to kill that Mexican family, like, you you stalked them for at least 10 minutes before you went in for yeah. the kill. Oh, yeah, I was way too early because by the t- when I went in, you know, they weren't home. Yeah. I'd beaten them home. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not so much poor planning, it's just poor circumstance. Exactly, yeah. I pride myself on my promptness. I just wish everyone else would. Yeah. Um, bitches. Especially you, but, you know, I don't want <laughs> to get into your lateness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> so, yeah, I get there. And so I'm the first one to arrive, and slowly the rest of the media witnesses show up. Now, here's my question. Mm-hmm. Since you're like an hour early, mm-hmm. um, is there like a waiting room in the prison? No, no. Pretty much what they did was we went to this parking space. Like this waiting area was like – what it was was it was right at the edge of the gate was this like little grass parking lot where I parked my truck and I waited in the truck. Or like they had like a picnic area set up. And so, I mean – and we, that's where we waited, you know, away from the prison. We didn't actually go into the prison until it was time to, you know, go. What do you think picnics on the prison lawn? Well, I mean, they, they, I mean, they may be prisoners, but they're human beings, man. <laughs> you know, you know, every now and then you have to get out. You know, the Aryan Union has their like uh, special uh, picnic day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess I just wasn't thinking. They eat nothing but mayonnaise sandwiches on white bread. Yeah, but they still have the tablecloths. Yeah. <laughs> the like checkered those, tablecloths. Yeah, those white and red checkered tablecloths. And, you know, they get to sit on a bench. Granted, yeah. like, a shotgun There's... is being held against their temple, but... Yeah, that's that's how they do, you know, the guards got the gun against his temple, and, hey, what, don't talk with your, don't talk with your mouth full. It's impolite. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. And then he, and then he looks up and asks, wait... How the hell can an alligator hold a gun? <laughs> and <laughs> then, the they all, then they all scurry yeah. off like, we've been found out. They've just oh, oh, run away back into the swamp. Then <laughs> the prisoners escape. Yep. But, um, yeah, like I said, first I was first arrived, and slowly everybody else comes. The three other guys who were the media witnesses. And I'm the only, I was the only radio guy. The rest of the guys were newspaper reporters. Um... Three of us were local. <clears throat> I was from, I was from you know, Elbert County, which was a county like right. The guy who was being put to death, he grew up in an adjacent county, Madison County. Okay. Oh no, the victim was from Madison County. I'm sorry. Um, and then the other two guys, one of them was from Athens. Athens just covers the whole the whole region, and the other guy was from Oconee County. And Oconee County was the um actual county where the crime happened. Okay. And so the the three of us, like I said, were local. This other guy was from the AP, the Associated Press. And pretty much any time there was execution anywhere in the state of Georgia, he was there. So he's he's seen it all. Yeah, exactly. Like, the three of us, this was our first go-round. This guy, he'd been, like, three or four, because he knew all the, like, the guards and stuff. Like, 
a lot of the people in the prison, he knew them by name. Huh. I mean, he's like, hey, man, what's going on? How's your daughter? <laughs> I mean, he, he was a pro. Because, like, it was um, earlier this year, actually, uh, there was a guy in Georgia. No, not earlier this year, last year. Last summer or fall, there was another prisoner put to death um, in Georgia. And I read the article, like, on the Internet, and it was him that wrote it. I wonder if, like, this guy, this Associated Press guy is, like, he sees it as kind of like a sporting event. Like, you know, know, oh, you shit. Know, he, did, he did come with popcorn and, uh, you know, like a foam big, big foam finger, yeah. Except of like a uh, number one, it was like a big injection needle. And, you know, he was part of a prison pool, like, to see who would be executed. <laughs> he, he he was taking bets with the guards on how, well, what time the guy would die. <laughs> It's like when they delayed it, like he won a bunch of money. Yeah, you son of a bitch! You had the inside information, didn't you? I don't, uh, don't, shh, don't worry about it. <laughs> Just pay me my money, uh, bastard. But um, so yeah, the four of us were there. We're talking. You know, I meet these guys, pretty nice fellas. Um, and we find out like the guy who done it before. He tells us that there's of the four of us, one of us is going to be chosen to uh. I can't remember what it was called. There was one media witness who they chose, like at random, they drew straws. To and... pull the plug? Oh, no, no, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. I know. <laughs> it's like you, step forward. You ever, you ever wanted to kill a man? Now's your chance. Now's your chance. Um, but no, like what the reporter got to do, the one they chose, he went into the prison before us. He would go in and he would sit down and talk to the guy. He would be there. He'd be a witness to the guy. Like, you know, the prisoners, they give him, like, a final testimony. Like, anything they want to say before they strap him in. Like, he would observe them as they strapped him in and, like, tied up the... Uh, so, basically, like a, like a final interview. Yeah, sort of. Like, he would witness it and, like, you know, he would tell us, like, what he said and stuff. And, like I said, he was there to observe as they got the guy ready to uh, be executed. Hmm. And so, like I said, one of us would be chosen at random, and it wasn't me. I wasn't chosen. What would you have done if you were chosen? I have no idea. I would probably shit my pants. <laughs> what the fuck are you going to do, prison warden? Yeah, come on, prison warden. You may be about to kill a man, but i just shit my pants. <laughs> this has got to be fixed, you know? This has got to be fixed. Um, yeah, let's see you inject something in me to stop this shit from happening. <laughs> <laughs> The last smell that guy's going to smell is the smell of my pants. Damn right. And shit. <laughs> Victory is mine. But, um, but yeah, uh, I probably would have shit him more out of, like, nervous nervousness than spite. Would you have asked him, like, any fucked up questions? I don't know. Like, so, um, when's your, when was your last erection ever? <laughs> what is the oddest erection you've ever gotten? Dude, why do you keep asking me all these boner relationships? <laughs> I'm just curious. I'm just curious. Here's what I'm going to say. If I'm going to just throw out a size out there, you just tell me whenever to stop, all right? Four, five, six, six and a half, seven. No, come on. I can't. No, eight, nah, nah, nine. Come on. Oh, come on. You're lying. On. You're lying. Come on, dude. You, you, you don't want to die like this, lying to me about... Ten. So, so um, between you and me, when you killed the guy, um, did you blow a load? Oh, oh God! 
<laughs> All right. So thankfully it wasn't you. No, it wasn't me. So the guy they chose. That would have been like more on more of a bad on their part than on yours. Like what the hell did we we get ourselves into? He's talking yeah. about dick size. <laughs> we would we would kindly ask that you leave the prison now <laughs> before we throw you into a cell. It's like I would leave the prison, but I just shit my pants. <laughs> but um, so yeah, the guy they chose, um, he was the guy from Oconee. Uh, like I said, nice fella. So they took him back first. We waited for maybe another half hour. And then a uh, a van comes up to get us, like a shuttle van. <laughs> and you're never heard from again. <laughs> yes. I'm Except actually, for on this podcast. Yes. It's weird. I'm actually doing this podcast from an undisclosed location. <laughs> Somewhere in the swamps of Georgia. <laughs> Alligator prison guards monitoring your every mood. Hey, boy. Get off that podcast. No. Boiled <laughs> again. I tell you what, I'll get off this podcast when you fucking learn how to walk upright. <laughs> how the hell are you carrying those guns? <laughs> but yeah, um, so they take us back to the prison. They take us actually to the actual prison. This is about 5.30, 6 o'clock. And we meet this lady from the uh, Bureau of Prisons. She was one of the ones, I think, emailed us. And uh, she was a pretty nice lady. Uh, like I said, she 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 and the guy from the AP knew each other. You know, they talked like old friends. You know, hey, it's been a long time since, you know, remember that thing we saw? Yeah, I was fucked up. <laughs> His hand wouldn't stop moving. <laughs> so, yeah, they took us to the prison, of course. Like, anything that, uh, like, I think I had to leave behind. I had to leave behind everything. Like, I had to leave behind my like my keys. I had the digital recorder. I had to leave that in the car. Uh, my keys, the digital recorder, cell phone, uh, pen, paper, all that. I had to leave all that behind. Because, you know, you were going to throw a cell phone at someone. Yes, of course. Or, I, mean, or, I mean, you but, are an ex-supermodel, so it's like, it's expected. Or text, or what I do is I tweet from the execution. <laughs> this is effed up, LOL. <laughs> L-M-A-O. L-M-A-O. He, he's dead. <laughs> but The um, guy the guy done died, niggas. <laughs> Hashtag <Lizzie>. awesome. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, you know, we, they take us through everything, and we go into like this, we actually go into the prison, and we go to this break room, and so we sit around. Most of it, the thing, most of it was waiting. So, there is a waiting room. Yeah, we actually went. It was more like a guard break room. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, they had like pictures of you know fuck prisoners, you know, or, <laughs> or uh, hey uh, Simmons in cell three H, you know, when he he sleeps with his mouth open. Uh, if you want to, you can stick you can stick your dick in it <laughs> while he's sleeping. You know, it's a it's a quick way to get off. Yeah, we do it. Something about like the vibrations your mouth makes when you snore. I don't know what it is. <laughs> But it's just it's just instant. Yes, know? it's pleasant. But uh Any of you guys want coffee? Anyone? <laughs> Do you know there are reporters over there? Shit. Well don't worry, they don't have anything to write this down with. I can say anything I wanted to. <laughs> and then he runs and jumps out the window. <laughs> that alligator guard is quick. God damn. And agile. I mean those reflexes, man. So yeah, we're in the break room, we're waiting. Waiting, waiting, waiting. And finally, we get a call. I don't know. It's about 6, 
Six six thirty. Six six six. Six six six. Yes. Eerie. <laughs> I didn't think there was a such time as that. But you popped it, chubby. So uh, that actually reminds me of something. And I, you said six six six. I'll get to it right quick. But uh, so yeah, we go we go back into the van and they take us to the back of the prison where the actual execution area is. Yeah. And like we have to go through all these checkpoints and stuff. Like, we've all been secured. Like, we've all went through metal detectors. We have, you know, no metal, nothing, you know, anything. Like, in the van waiting for us, they've got, like, notepads and pencil. So we can, like, write notes and stuff. Okay. Did, any, um, did you, like, draw any doodles or anything? Nah. I like, like of yourself as, like, a guard? Yeah, your your fantasy? Yes. <laughs> Beating up people. <laughs> with a stick, but like most like most people who are insecure and afraid of everybody, my dream is to have a job where you have you know unlimited power, power and a club to beat people in the head with. You also drew yourself as the executioner with yeah. the mask and everything, <laughs> flipping birds. <laughs> it's like fuck you, son. That's actually what the captain said, but um, <laughs> but I was kind of a bit missed because they gave us pencils instead of pens. I love writing with a pen. I don't know what it is. Like, when I got a certain age, I hated writing with a pencil. I still don't like writing with a pencil. <laughs> I know it sounds weird. Yeah, it kind of does. Though, but, though, to be honest, like, I don't really write stuff down. Like, I'm more draw, but I hate yeah. using... I always hate using a pen to draw. Really? Well, yeah, but I don't really draw, so... Yeah. But, it's um... Valid. Oh, yeah, and you are? No, no. But Not at but all. you think, yeah, okay. As long as you don't think you are, that's what's important. Yeah. Crush stuff steam. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we go through these checkpoints, and uh, these checkpoints that the guards are, like, they've got mirrors. They're looking underneath the car for any kind of thing. I mean, you know, I know it's all protocol, but I thought it was a little extreme. <laughs> because, I mean, you, you think about it, but they got those mirrors for a good reason, because sometime, somewhere, there was some asshole at a prison somewhere that snuck up underneath the van and held on for dear life long enough to escape. That Those bastards. I know. You're, I mean, your grandfather ruined it all for us. Damn it. Why, Papa? Why? <laughs> but, uh, so yeah, they take us into this little, it almost looks like a bunker, like in behind the prison. And, uh, you know, we get out, and it's still the three of us. Like, the guy who they chose to be the witness, you know, he's still... He's still not there. Um, so they tell us, like, all right, here's how it's going to go. You know, we're going to get out. You're going to sit down in the third row. And there's got there's a specific order you have to sit. I never understood why they did this. But, like, <laughs> there was, like, the, there was the guy from Athens, the AP oh. guy, and me. The three of us. For okay. some reason. Like, I don't know why. Maybe it was alphabetical order. I can't remember exactly their names. But it could have been alphabetical order. But, um, so, like, I remember, like, I accidentally got out of order. <laughs> I was like, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. I was like, what? What's wrong? You got to get back in order. I was like, okay. Whew. I, I jumped back in the line real quick, you know, right in the right order, because I, uh, I wasn't going to be fucking tased or maced. <laughs> or eaten by alligators. Or eaten by alligators, yeah. That, that's the, you know, that's what they do when the tasing and the mason fails. <laughs> like, if you built up an immunity. <laughs> That's what I have with pepper spray. <laughs> Enough women spray you in the eye with it, and you know it doesn't hurt anymore. Of course, yeah, I I, I totally get what you mean. 
But um, so you know they we I get back in line, get back in the order they tell me, and we go into this room, and I want to say it's about. It looks like a very small church. I th- I want to say I, I probably think it's very small church size, because they actually they had pews. They had like wooden pews, mm-hmm. and there's like four rows of wooden pews, and in the very front, like along the whole front of the room, there's this glass barrier. Well, yeah, yeah. And um the the guy being put to death, he's laying on this uh this gurney. Mm-hmm. And you know they've got them strapped down, strapped up, and they've got like doctors off to the side. It's it's not like a chair; it's more of like a slab. No, yes, it's more like a gurney. Like you see, like uh, like how people are, you know, people who are put in like the hospital or whatever. It's almost like a hospital bed. So he's not propped up or anything. He's just no, he, laying he's, down. he's laying flat. Yeah. Okay. I think who, probably it helps with circulation or something. Yeah, because I mean, you always see that in the movies; like they're always yeah. propped up. So yeah. Movies are shit, man. Fucked up. They lie to you all the time. Man, ain't no fucking car transformed into a robot. I tried that <laughs> shit with my truck. <laughs> I didn't get no Optimus Prime. Fucking Michael Bay. The only thing I got was four missing wheels. The fuck is that shit? Um, I was terrible against the Decepticons. Yeah, they told me I could do anything, but I got my ass whooped. God damn it. So yeah, he's laying on this, you know, this bed, and there's doctors off the side, you know, getting them ready. I know they're doctors because they've got on white lab coats. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's like if you're wearing a white lab coat, you could get away with anything. Yes, it's and like, that's one thing I found like you out. Walk, you walk up to a hot chick and say, "Take off all your clothes. You may have colon cancer." <laughs> but you mentioned that, but I kind of find that out as a reporter. Like if you wear like khakis and a polo shirt. With like a notepad or whatever, yep. you can get anywhere. Because like a couple, like a year after that, I was at the scene of a car wreck, and because of the, how I was dressed, the police officer let me through and talked to me. He didn't even ask who I was, ask the ID or anything. I said, "Hey, what happened?" And he just started telling me. <laughs> and the same way with like going to like meetings and stuff, everybody else they check, like you know, they patch it down and stuff, like certain meetings and. Like, I just walked on through. Maybe it's just Georgia. Maybe. Georgia is kind of fucked up. Yeah. Though, I mean, at least it isn't, like, Kentucky. That's true. I I can always take solace in that. Yeah. Yeah. Being the proud, born in Louisville man that I am. Fuck Kentucky. Fuck Mexico. Fuck Indiana. Fuck Georgia. Okay, fuck Georgia. I don't care about Georgia. Fuck South Carolina. No! That's it. We're going to war, sir. South Carolina versus Indiana. I say, sir. I say, sir. Even though I don't live in South Carolina anymore, I will go back and amass my forces. We shall duel at dawn. Very good, sir. But, um, I guess back on the topic. Uh, so, you know, the guys laid out and, uh, now, does he have like a stuff. pillow? Um, I can't recall. I know he had like on like white, like he white, uh, white shirt, white pants and stuff. You know, you think like as a last request, you get to wear anything you want. You would think so. I like, know you, you like, would want to go out in Batman costume. Um, I don't know because if I was in prison, I might feel too ashamed to wear the bat suit. Really? 
Like, I might go for... I've disgraced Batman's name by being a prisoner wearing the Batman suit. I might go for the Iron Man armor, just so it's more difficult to kill me. It's like... <laughs> Come on, motherfucker! Stick a needle in my arm now, bitch! Then I fire out the repulsor race. It's like, in hindsight, that was a bad idea. This is worse than the time that uh, the guy's last request was to let him go, and we let him go. <laughs> this is worse than that time that we saw that guy try to turn his truck into a transformer. <laughs> we all know that ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Is that then right, start- alligator guard? Yeah, and then he started fucking it, which was weird. <laughs> well, you know, it was the pig boy. Yeah. <laughs> but, um... Uh, yeah, like they got the guy strapped down and you know, he's ready to go. And uh, we sit down, and the guy who was chosen to be another witness, he's like, he's at the very front. He's up there, like, at front, like, you know, they have, like, special, like, I think, like, the only person who come for this guy was, uh, uh, it wasn't, I want to say he was, like, someone he had met while he was in prison. Like, you know, he had, like, a lot of prisoners do, they, you know, claim to find religion. And get saved and all this, and he was sort of standing up for him. There were a couple of people from the victim's family there. Uh, most of the people there were just prison staff, like guards, wardens, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, the sheriff of the county, the guy who had arrested him and uh, had him convicted and stuff, he was there front and center. So, does the like the main warden have to be there? Yeah, he's there. Um, he was behind the glass with uh, the. There was like he was behind like the guy was strapped down. There were doctors doing their thing. There's the warden and the chaplain. They were behind the glass. I wonder if like a warden because you know he doesn't have any like real responsibility to be there. Like like he just he's there to be there, right? Well, like, I he's think he's there to make to, sure because, like everything's yeah. In it's order. his prison and like you know he he like he he said some words before it started. You know he was like I think he read off like you know you know. Uh, he read the guy's name, read his charges and stuff, and like, you know, you've been sentenced to die on this day, at this time. You know, do you have any final words? And um, you know, the guy, he he was adamant that he was innocent to the end, really? and yeah, and he claimed that he had been set up by the sheriff, and he's saying all this while the sheriff, like I said, sitting there front and center watching. <laughs> And the what? sheriff doesn't bat an eye. Huh. But um, I figured, see, I told, I mentioned earlier that he was kind of a racist, right? Yeah, white supremacist. What this guy did was, um, all right, back in, I'm, I can't, I, let me look. I want to say it was like 90, 94. 1994, he had this uh, small, like, white supremacist group. Yeah. I can't remember what they were called. They were called, like, something like the... Knights of whiteness or something. <laughs> really? I mean, yeah, I, it was something like it was more, more. Uh, it, it wasn't that basic, of course. You know. <laughs> That'd be awesome though. Like they were just so uninventive. <laughs> the Knights of White, or we hate black people. White for life. White for life. Yeah, in 1994. What he did was uh, he had this small group that it was like there were only four guys in it. Supposed to be. At the, I mean, there were four guys related. I don't know how many PBAs it had. But he was living in this county, Oconee County. Now, Oconee County, if you don't know much about Georgia geography, which, of course, you don't. Um, 
It's no, because, like this you know, town. Yeah, you're fucking in Indiana. Yeah, fuck Georgia. That's like you asking me about, you know, Indiana geography. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, that's... Evansville is off the hook, son. <laughs> you ever been to Paducah, motherfucker? That's how we roll in Paducah. Fucking don't, Gary don't, and shit. Yeah, don't make me kick your ass like they do up in Gary. Pawnee for life, son. Crothersville. <laughs> all, all the rough towns in Indiana. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Oconee County is to the north of Athens. Athens is a pretty good-sized town. It's uh, it's got probably got about three hundred, four hundred thousand, uh, probably. Probably more, probably close to half a million now. But um, a lot of that numbers comes from uh, the University of Georgia. That's there. But um, anyway, 1994, this guy, he uh, he asked one of his followers, quote-unquote followers, of this white supremacist organization, he ordered him to go to Athens and burn down this apartment building full of black people. He hmm. said it was a crack house. And, you know... I mean, he's a racist, so anything with black people in it, he's going to say. It's a crack house. Yeah. Um, they crack so, and crackers. Yeah, crack and crackers. But, um, so this guy, he doesn't do it. And needless to say, when um, Mize, this guy, he found out about his buddy not burning down the house, he gets a little mad. Yeah, you would. So what he does is him and two of his buddies and his girlfriend, they track this guy down. They find him. They drag him off into the woods. Two of the guys hold him down while Mize himself supposedly shoots the guy in the head with a shotgun, kills him right there. Hmm. And um, 1995, uh, you know, they pretty much know, the, the police officers pretty much know, like, right from... The get-go, who did it? Because, you know, they knew who this guy, you know, who his friends were. They knew these guys were a bunch of, you know, assholes. They, he also wrote Mize for Life on the dude's chest. <laughs> Why was this? I don't know. Maybe he just really likes, you know. I think what he meant to say was Maze for Life. He was a big Maze fan. <laughs> and I think he just, he didn't get around to writing the He loved corn. Yeah. <laughs> Maze for Life, son. <laughs> He, he was he was one thirty six Cherokee. <laughs> Scribble of like a corn cob. But you know, like I said, they knew who who he rolled around, who he rolled with, and so the now, police start investigating him. Yeah. And Mize's girlfriend, you know, he he she tells right away what happened. His buddy, like, so you know, the um, the three guys they get arrested by the sheriff's office. And, you know, they get arrested. All three of them are charged with murder or conspiracy to commit murder, which, you know, conspiracy to commit murder, aiding a murder, you know, that's pretty much just the same. And so, 1995, they all go on trial. Um, he has two buddies. They cop please. They say, you know, they confess to it. Oh, they confess to being part of it. They don't confess to actually killing them. And I think one of them testifies at Mize's trial later that year. And, um... They, you know, of course, since they confessed, they get life in prison, and Mize gets death. Yeah. And so, that was yeah. 1995. 
Now, was he booked on also conspiracy to commit murder for trying to burn down that apartment building? Um, I'm not sure. Uh, I can't remember. I, I know, but uh, I think probably what they did was if they just got him on the straight murder, they probably because like a lot of times if you if you uh, you know charge him with more than one thing, you know, there's a good chance like something like that. You know, was you know maybe they if they already got you on murder, they probably won't deal with fool with uh, charging you with anything else. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, once you go murder, you never go back. Yeah, exactly. That's the case with courts and other people. Like <laughs> sex Rick, fiends. Yes, yeah, sex fiends and and sex fiends and lawyers are the same. I'm that. sure there's a fetish out there where, you, you know, nothing gets me off except people who kill other people. Probably. I mean, or white there are there are like you know serial killers when they go to prison, they have all kinds of groupies. They do. Like, you know, people outside the prison wanting to marry them and stuff. I mean, look at Manson. Exactly. I mean, look how fucking crazy he was. He got a lot of pretty decent-looking women at the time. Yeah, he did. And I think something about that swastika in his forehead just got him going. Yeah. It, it. I guess back then it worked. Yeah. It was like, hey, you know, this is swastika, you know. I mean, forehead, it's not crazy. I mean, it, it hasn't really worked out for you yet, but yeah, you know, there's still well, I, there's still I time. Blame it, I blame it on Manson. The fucker who ruined it for us. Hitler stole the Charlie Chaplin mustache, and Manson stole the swastika in the forehead. There's nothing I can do. Well, I mean, they are white men, so yeah, they steal stuff. Yeah, that's all we do. But um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, later, like I said, 1995, Myers he gets sentenced to lie, uh, to death. And years late, as time went on, you know, his friends, they recanted their testimony. They said, no, 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 he didn't kill him. I killed him. You know, he didn't kill him. I killed him because, you know, they, a lot of people said the reason they did that was because they'd already confessed to life. So what the fuck, you know, might as well confess to the murder and get their buddy off the hook. That's what they were trying to do. Really? Yeah, that's what a lot of people, that's what the claim was that, you know, he was trying to get him off the hook. You know, I think after, like, being put for life in prison, like, the whole buddy thing kind of goes away. You would think so, but, I mean... I mean, I, I guess honor among thieves or honor yeah, among but killers. I think maybe it's one thing to... I mean, like I said, you're already in life. Maybe you don't want your friend to die, so... Yeah, but like I said, it's like, you know, if it weren't for him, we wouldn't be in this mess, so... Yeah. I think, think there would be, like, threat. a grudge there. But I would say, though, I mean... They were big boys. I mean, they could have not done it. Yeah, they. That's right. And the one, only seemed like the only halfway decent one of the group. He's the one that got killed. Mm-hmm. So uh, anyway, it's 1995, and of course, like a lot of stuff in the criminal justice system, when you're dealing with capital punishment, there's a lot of appeals. Like just because someone get like very rarely does someone get sentenced to death, and. Uh, he gets killed relatively early. It's always years later of because of the appeals. So they want to make sure before you kill this person that, you know, everything's been worked out to the last degree, if, you know, any kind of shred of reasonable doubt. And there's actually been people who've been put to death and they've been exonerated later through, like, DNA evidence because, you know, at the time they were convicted and sentenced to die, they didn't have DNA at the time. Yeah, that's, that's pretty awful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And that's part of 
the whole stuff, you know, the controversy about capital punishment, and uh, I don't know. I don't really. I don't know if we should get into that so much. Yeah, here, it's a very controversial thing. Yeah, this is this is a comedy podcast. Yeah, I know. We're taking a dark turn, man. <laughs> this is our Empire Strikes Back. We're going down the rabbit hole, going and there's no going rabbit. back. That's right. But hey, don't see. Um, <laughs> shh, you fool! They might hear you. <laughs> oh, no, that's right. That's right. Um, all those Jesus worshiping hippies. So, like I said, 1994 or five, he gets. Send this die. His friends keep trying to say, We did it, you know, we did it. And um, he claimed that his girlfriend lied to the sheriffs about him. Yeah. That, you know, she just lied to save her own self. And, you know, she, he, according to him, like the sheriff always had it out for him to begin with. <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Um, now, did he ever admit to. Now, did he cop to being a white supremacist? Yeah, he copped being a white supremacist. No doubt about that. And I think, as far as I know, he never said anything either way about ordering his friend to torch the building. <laughs> I mean, I think I would think if you're like up on murder one, like murder in the first degree, like yeah. you would you would say, um, yeah, that whole white supremacist thing—that's bullshit. Yeah, I'm. I love white people. Some of my best friends are, well, not Chinese. some of my best friends. Um. Uh, Actually, I don't have any black friends, but I would, you know. I would if I could, you know. Yeah, theoretically, that's just that it's hard you know, to schedule time. I have so such a little free time these days. But you know, if they weren't so goddamn lazy, <laughs> it's like it's just, like everybody just stops and looks at them. Um, did I say lazy? I mean, laissez. They're very laid back. Yeah, yeah, I, I respect that. I respect that. Yes. Mad <laughs> and then, he, then he throws up in his mouth a little. <laughs> What was that? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like once you once you cop to being a white supremacist, it's like you're pretty much dumb yeah. enough to. And that's one thing right? that I kind of justify. I don't know. You know, you, you kind of make reasons for stuff like you know. That's something I've thought I, I've thought about before I went to the execution. I thought about afterwards, like, what if that guy was innocent? <laughs> you know, I watched the innocent man die, but you know, I think about it. And this so-called, if he was innocent, he still didn't have any qualms about sending some other guy to go off and kill a bunch of people, burn a build, you know, burn a bunch of people alive in a building. Yeah, I mean, one way or another, he wasn't innocent. Like, yeah, I mean, he, he like, may not kill somebody, but he was still a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, the dude was a white supremacist. Like, once you go down that path, you're basically like the scum of the earth. Yeah. I mean, no offense to you, of course. Oh, no, that's fine. I mean, you have to be smart about it. I'm sorry, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a discredit to your race. He got sloppy. Yeah. But um. Damn your brother. He's my second cousin and my brother. <laughs> and your mother. Yeah, that works out some kind of way. I'm not sure how. He's a hermaphrodite. It's fucked up. Yes. Um. But, uh, but okay. Um. You get to the time of death. Yeah, and so you know they asked if he had last words, and like I said, you know he he felt sorry that his friend died, that he had to die like that, but he was completely innocent of his friend's death, and his trial had been like a miscarriage. Of, I can't remember exactly what he said. I'm paraphrasing, but he said his trial had been a miscarriage of justice. Um, he'd made his peace and he was ready, and so. 
I want to say about five after seven is when they started. And so, I don't know if you know how much much how lethal injection works. Don't they like stick the syringe and to your arm? Yeah, well, it's more. It's not really like a syringe. It's, it's a, there's a syringe, but it's more like there's like a series of like tubes and like IVs yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And so what they do is there's three. There's actually three shots they give you. The uh, first shot is a sedative. You know, it knocks you out. The second shot is a uh, paralytic. It, you know, it paralyzes you. I, I'm gonna say your whole body, or maybe below the waist or below the neck. Um, I'm not sure. And then the final shot, uh, potassium. I looked it up for it's potassium chloride. I think is something like that. And what it does is it stops your heart. Yeah. And um, they run those three chemical. They throw those. They run that potassium through your uh, veins, and then you're dead. Stops your heart. I wonder if they ever got like lazy with it and said, "Ah, just pour Drano down his throat." Well, you know that is something that a lot of people they've questioned about the uh, the humanity of uh, executions, like lethal injection, because there's been some cases where they claim the people like the sedative didn't work right, so they were still awake and kind of conscious when they died, and apparently that potassium is supposed to be very painful if you're awake for it. Huh. And well, I mean, to be honest, like I'm, I'm not really gonna. Yeah, I mean, as as bad as lethal injection is, or as bad as it may be, lethal injection is still the best way to kill someone. I mean, yeah, I imagine it's like loads less painful than a gunshot to the fucking face. Gunshot to the face, or being hanged. You know, it, it, when you're hanged, either one of two things happens: either the force of you stopping by the rope it breaks your neck instantaneously and you die. Or it doesn't break your neck and you strangle to death. Yeah. And either that or like electrocution, of course, you know that would be fucking awful. Yeah. Although they say like the like the 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 first like jolt of electricity is supposed to knock you unconscious, is what they say. I've never known anyone who's done didn't live to tell about it. <laughs> That'd be fucked up if you had like a, a friend like that. You know, there actually there's been like this old wives there that if you get electrocuted or like if you try to get like uh they try to execute you and they fail then you're supposed to get off scot free <laughs> like i'm serious like if you get electrocuted and you survive like all right fuck we tried <laughs> get your shit you're free don't don't fuck up again or we'll try it again best two out of three ah <laughs> uh, see you next time see you next time but ah, uh, this guy this guy he yeah See, I see, I see what it's about. You wear, I see what it is. You wear rubber soles. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! I didn't Asshole. think of that. Um, uh, we'll get you next time. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's. I mean, obviously, that's a wife still. Yeah. Because. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would hope that wouldn't happen. I've never seen a case of that happening. So <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a case. That'd be you, like the warden of your prison. Like, oh, this guy. Uh, damn it! This is what the fifth time we're doing this shit, <laughs> and then like, like, finally, like, I, like you know, they get a guy to sit down. He's like, "All right, here we go." And the guy looks at the like the box. Said, you know, you probably get a lot stronger current if you attach those two wires properly. Like they're supposed to be. Like, oh, okay, we never thought about that. And throw the switch, and it kills them. <laughs> there, we're good to go. I just shit my pants, and that guy's dead. The fuck you want to do? <laughs> 
he's not going to do shit. He's dead. But yeah, uh, like I said, about 705 is when they started. And I want to say it was like 716 when he, he was pronounced dead. And, you know, I mean, this wasn't necessarily like, you know, I felt like one of the things they kind of maybe affected like me going or not was the fact that it was going to be lethal injection. Yeah. Because lethal injection, of course, is not electrocution. It's not hanging. You know, it's not violent. I mean, that's, I mean, literally the guy closed his eyes and that was yeah. it. Yeah. You, you, you were looking for something like a little more hardcore. I was like, really? God damn it. I stood up. Boom. <laughs> Jump his head off. I threw my popcorn at the glass. <laughs> The guy Fuck from the shit. the guy from the Associated Press tries to calm me down. Fuck this! I'm going home. I'm writing a really shitty review about this on the web on the internet. God damn it! Execution at Georgia State Prison. Zero stars out of five. I could have been hey. RP. Yeah, I know. Fuck. Could have been playing Batman. God damn it! That's right. Speak to some real justice. It's worthless bullshit. But um. You know, I thought about it when you said something about 666 earlier. Yeah. He died, let's say that he died at 716, right? Yeah. And think about that. Like, what time is that if, like, time didn't roll over? It'd be 666 would be the time. Hmm. Is that right? Am I doing my math right? Um. No, I'm not. I'm fucked up. My math's fucked up. It'd be 706 when he died. Shit! God damn it. Damn it. I thought it was going to work out to be something sinister. Well, I mean, technically, you still got something cool out of it because it's 616, right? 716. When he died. Oh, it was 716? Or he may have died before, but 716 is like when the doctors come over and they pronounced him dead. Oh. Okay, so it wasn't 616, like Marvel. Yeah. No. You know, this kind of, you know, I mentioned the doctors, and there's something kind of interesting. I don't know. I can't remember if they did it at this execution night, but <clears throat> there's supposed to be like this thing. Like, they had two doctors. The reason they have two doctors is supposedly both doctors, they have buttons that they press. Like, they there's uh, two identical panels, each with three buttons. And each doctor, they press the buttons at the same time. You know, they administer the anesthetic, the uh uh, the paralyzing agent and then the potassium that kills them. You know, they go in order, and supposedly what it is that of these two panels, one of them is a fake and one of them is the real thing. And so they do this supposedly because they're trying to like erase accountability. Like n- not one doctor can say, you know, I was the one that killed him, right? Does that hmm. make sense? Yeah, it does. It does. Because like, that's what they said about like, uh, like firing squads. Supposedly, like, you know, you had six men in a firing squad. And you had five bullets, or you had one bullet, five blanks. Hmm. Really? So that way, you know, one man, you know, they they all aim for the head, and so only one man technically killed. Yeah, exactly, and they don't know who it is. Hmm. That's. I'm not sure exactly why they do that. Yeah, if it was you, it's like you would want like the the gun with like the one bullet in it. I would press both buttons. By myself. <laughs> you would just try to kill him manually, like you'd slam his head on the on the uh, gurney. Damn it! Wow, won't you die? <laughs> you start strangling him. Um, 
But yeah, uh, he was pronounced dead. <clears throat> um, they closed the curtains like in the glass thing. You know, they you know, he said the doctor's pronounced dead. Then the warden, yeah, you know, he said, you know, at seven sixteen on April twenty ninth, two thousand nine, so and so was was executed by the state of Georgia for the crime of murder in the first degree or whatever. And that would be that would be such an amazing practical joke if they just pulled back the curtain and he was standing up. He's like, ah, I got you, bitches. And he's just dancing. <laughs> waka waka. You can't kill me. I'm gonna live forever. <laughs> it's like, ah, oh, fuck. You got me. Well, you survived. <laughs> Head on out. <laughs> That's two out of three. We'll see you again. But yeah, but... what was your like? When he actually, when he was pronounced dead, like, what was your feeling? I don't know. I just felt like, wow, he's dead. I mean, that's one thing. I don't know if it kind of, it almost kind of bothered me a little bit. Because I didn't feel anything. Hmm. I didn't feel, like, sadness. I didn't feel joy. I didn't feel anger. There was just nothing. Well, I mean, it makes sense, to be honest. Maybe. I mean... Yeah, like he, like like we said, you know, he's someone I didn't have any emotional attachment to, and it's not like him dying was some big surprise because yeah, I told for a month in advance that this guy was going to die. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it's like, what's the point of feeling joy in his death? Like, yeah, I mean, it won't change the fact that the guy he killed is still dead. Yeah, and also like there are plenty more like him. They're always going to yeah, exactly. Be like There's him. always so going to be more like, people. So it's like, what can you really do? Like, yeah. I don't I don't think you had anything to worry about for No. Uh, it's like plus you could have like had just it was so mixed in your mind, like maybe it just like cancelled each other out and you were just am I making sense? Not really. I don't know what you're you're fuck you talking about, you babbling. <laughs> well I I am from Kentucky, so Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> then I, I want some of them french fried potato biscuits <laughs> and then I eat like a big leg of chicken <laughs> um but yeah he died and um and you're alive so and I'm alive <laughs> score one for me <laughs> victory but is yours we you know after the execution we got back in the van they drove us back to the front of the prison um we talked to the guy who had been there, you know, who had uh, went in. You know, he finally joined us again. And we talked to him for a little while, and you know, he just told us, like, what he said to, you know, the official records stuff. Um, I mean, it was pretty much ordinary stuff. You know, he just felt like, you know, he was pretty much exactly what he said to us, like, later, when, right before he was about, about to die. You know, he felt like he hadn't necessarily been given a fair shake. But he was, you know, he had found religion and he would be judged fairly in the afterlife or something like that. That's what he said. Hmm. And, um, but yeah, then, then we got back to the waiting area where we were and there were protesters outside. Protesters? Yeah, people protesting. Protesting this dude's execution, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you should have just walked up to him and say it like, too late now, bitches. What the fuck now? What protesting? You may you may hold hands and chant and sing this shit, but he's dead. <laughs> I just shit my pants and he's still dead. <laughs> I just shit my pants. This shit's got more life in than he does. <laughs> well, but, the alligator guards runs up. Everyone's scared. Everyone's scared and scours away. 
the fuck is this place? <laughs> We're in hell. Well, you are in like the backlands of Georgia. Yeah. But so were, close enough. There were like three or four protesters there. They weren't necessarily they were protesting his murder or not his murder, I'm sorry, his execution because they were against capital punishment. I mean, oh. it, they didn't really care. I mean, I, I felt like they knew he was a piece of garbage, but still they felt like he shouldn't be killed. Yes. I mean, that's one thing, like, the guy who had been the protest for, he talked about, uh, not protest, he'd been to executions. He talked about, like, some of the more controversial executions and stuff. There were a lot of protesters there because, um, actually, this past fall, there was a guy in Georgia. Um, he was executed for killing a police officer, like, back in the late 80s. And he was a black man, and uh, he felt like, like, over the years, witnesses had said they come out and said that that you know their out their testimony was wrong because they'd been coerced coerced into testifying that he killed the cop by other cops. Yeah. And you know it didn't make a bit of difference. He was still executed last year. Yeah. But and that and that execution there were like a shit ton of protesters. But like at this one there was like I said there was only four because you know you I think even the most adamant I mean you had to be a hardcore uh, ex- you know, against capital punishment to believe that this guy should have, you know, lived. Yeah, though, to be fair, it's like, you also have, like, the opposing viewpoint of, like, okay, so he's killed and he gets off easy. Like, he should, he should, uh, go to prison for life. And Yeah, know. well, that's what some people, like, that's another thing that people talk about, you know, this guy killed someone, you know, and why should he get to live the rest of his life off living off taxpayer money? Yeah, I guess that's I guess that's true. Like, like I mean, I guess when you think about it, it's like prison isn't like ideal, but it's still. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's yeah. I mean, it's not the best place to be, but you. I mean, you know, it's still a place to be. Exactly. It's it's not. It's a roof dead. over your head. Yeah, it's not dead. Yeah, I guess that's true. I think we should uh, bring back penal colonies. Penal colonies? Yeah, you know, like like islands where prisoners, all they do is just break rocks all day long. Hmm. Like hmm. some island. You never heard of penal colonies? Yeah, I've heard of them. Oh, that's how Australia started out. Like England said, fuck, I don't want all these fucking criminals around here. Send them to Australia. Give them a bunch of boomerangs. Yeah, give them a bunch of boomerangs. They'll have the time of their life laughing their asses <laughs> off. Throwing boomerangs, watch them come back and shit. <laughs> it's the ultimate insult. Yes. <laughs> I can't get rid of this fucking piece of wood. Damn it! It keeps coming back. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Stop throwing it. I can't. Give me the electric chair. <laughs> you already been to the electric chair three times. You're not even supposed to be here. You know, after your fourth one, you get a free Sunday. Ooh, good. <laughs> Nothing clears out the palate after being electrocuted like a nice ice cream. <laughs> so that was your story. Uh, the day you saw a man executed. Yes. Do you feel Do you feel manlier after like what What was it? Two years ago? Three years. This it was in two thousand nine. It's been three years. Okay. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think I, I don't really think about it that much actually. Like, the only reason I thought about it this time was because it was coming up on the anniversary. I thought, you know, this might make for an interesting story for us to talk about. Yeah, you, you basically, you know, brought it back up in your mindset because 
shit. We got another DK coming up. Yeah, might as well fucking talk about this. Yeah, it's either this or what we did last week, and I didn't really do shit. Yeah. Uh, okay, so this is the time I went. I saw a man next. Yeah, so there you go. Have fun with that. All right. But you know, I was thinking like. You know, a couple of weeks ago when we talked about me almost getting arrested for uh, <laughs> for um, stalking for stalking old lady, um, you know that happened the same year. Like in from April to uh, December, that happened. You know, <laughs> that's that that time time frame. I was thinking about it like after the episode. Two thousand nine was an interesting year for me. There was, you know, I seen some man executed. I, uh, you stalked I almost, old ladies. Yeah, I stalked old ladies. I almost got arrested for uh, defrauding an innkeeper in Savannah, Georgia. Yep. And um, I jizzed on some girl's face. So 2009 was probably my year. On that note, I think we should, uh, I think we should let it be. Let it be. 2009 forever, son. That's the and, time period I want to go back to. And we might uh, bring up one of those things next week, if, Maybe. if you're willing. Maybe. Maybe. I, wouldn't mind, I wouldn't mind talking about almost getting arrested. Th- those are always good times. Yeah, the innkeep thing um, interests me. But we'll we'll talk about that next time. Uh, that was this week's installment of Dork Nights. Uh, a little bit grim, but we try to keep it light, folks. We're only human. What can you do? You can't do a goddamn thing. I just shit in my pants. Exactly. Exactly. All right. So tune in next week. Same MB time. Same bird channel. With their mission accomplished, these glamorous figures vanish as suddenly as they appear. Fucking John Goodman. You got me again, Goodman. <laughs> He's your mortal enemy. There's him and you. Oh, you're more of a frenemy. Um, I would I would consider myself more of a nuisance than anything. Like, mm. like I don't really pose you any serious threat, do I? No, you're like uh, to use a Batman metaphor, you're like Riddler to my Batman. Yeah, I mean I talk a big talk, but yeah, but at the end of the day, fuck you. I'm gonna go <laughs> deal with the Joker. <laughs> go go jerk off on a Rub- Rubik's cube, <laughs> you weirdo. I want that to be in like your Batman run when you get hired <laughs> by DC. <laughs> Riddle me this. Fuck you. I just shit my pants, Alfred. What the fuck <laughs> you gotta do? He just points. <laughs> Clean it up. It's all drawn by Jim Lee. <laughs> yeah, this beautiful drawing of Alfred changing Batman's uh, trunks. <laughs> He's gonna bend over his lap. <laughs>